0: All right, welcome everyone. I thought I would start with a little bit of Russian music, uh, not because I'm Russian bot, not for Russian collusion, but just to show how benign the Russians really are and how the Chinese are everywhere. So today I thought that I would start off quick as I advertised to just bring out some actual news in regards to this Pfizer uh, debacle vaccine, fast tracking uh, that's going on um, before I just kind of just talk about other things. I think I'm just going to, you know, put that there because I know, you know, there's a lot of information out there that is so confusing. Um, They got an extension. No, they didn't get licensing. No, they didn't get this. And I wanted to dispel some of this. But also I wanted to bring your attention to something that might actually be a crime, illegal, not allowed. There's got to be something there. So this is why I said, share it to whoever, like me or not, pay attention to what I'm going to say, because obviously um, this could be how we can help our own people. Uh, so I wanted to share with you these documents. So the first document that I'm going to share with you is um, Pfizer, Uh the Pfizer extension, right? And I want you to pay attention because two letters were sent out yesterday on the twenty third. Okay, two letters. Uh, one was sent to, um, hold on, Pfizer BioNTech, and, and the other one was sent to um, uh, Pfizer Inc. I guess it's it's so bizarre how they are interchanging as if they're different entities but so this woman miss harkins in pennsylvania yesterday got a letter saying that you know on february 4 2020 according to fda act the secretary of the department of health and human services determined that there's a public health emergency and that has a significant potential to affect national security or the health and security of the united states citizens living abroad listen carefully Determine that there is a public health emergency that has a significant potential to affect national security or health and security of United States citizens living abroad. And that involves the virus that causes coronavirus disease 2019. On the basis of such determination, the Secretary of Health and Human Services on March 27th, 2020 declared that circumstances exist justifying the authorization of emergency use of drugs and biological products during COVID-19 pandemic, pursuant to Section 564 of the Act. I've read that Act. Now, wait. Maybe I should show you this Act. Um, well, no, there's not much in there. Except for something super weird. Hold on. Let's pull this little act up. It says here, um, obviously, the Section 21 U.S.C. 360 BBB-3C. Expedited development and review of medical products for emergency use. The Secretary of Defense may request that the Secretary of Health and Human Services, wait, hold on a second. What happened? Did you just say that, right? On March 27, 2020, the Secretary of Health and Human Services declared that circumstances exist justifying the authorization of emergency use of drugs and biological products during the COVID-19 pandemic pursuant to Section 564 of the Act Act. 21 USC 360 BBB-3, okay, so let's go here. So what are we looking at here? This is section 360 BBB-3. It's super weird that the Secretary of Defense may request this acting through the commissioner of food and drugs to take, to expedite the development of a medical product review of investigational new drug applications and review investigational device exemptions under section 360 and review applications for approval. It's just, I'm finding it super weird, weird in the sense that, okay, it was done under section five, six, four of the, Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetics Act, and then it cites this. It's just a little bit bizarre for me, a little bit too, because I'm gonna tell you why. On December 11, 2020, the Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency use authorization. So it was December 11th while Trump was in office. Um, for Pfizer, BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for the prevention of COVID-19 for individuals 16 years and older, pursuant to Section 564. There's no 360 BBB. Um FDA reissued the the letter of authorization on December 23rd, 2020, reissued the letter of authorization on February 25th, 2021, and then again on May 10th, June 25th, and August 12th, right? So they just kept extending, right? This is basically what they're telling them. Now, you're going to say, well, hold on. So it was approved pursuant, okay, to declare circumstances to do this. And then it cited the Secretary of Defense using it. It's a little bit weird, right? Okay, so we continue here. On August 23rd, 2021, the FDA approved the biologics license application submitted by BioNTech Manufacturing for Comirnaty for active immunization to prevent COVID-19 caused by SARS-V2, okay? So, hold on. Let me share that document quickly so that you can see it. Let's do this. This is I think this is one of the most important parts here. So, we have here that the FDA approved the biologics license application submitted by BioNTech Manufacturing for Comirnaty for active immunization to prevent COVID-19 caused by SARS-CoV-2 in individuals 16 years of age and older. Okay, so I'm gonna be like, yeah, so what? So wait, it gets interesting. Gets very interesting. On August 23rd, having concluded in revisiting blah, 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 FDA vaccine, blah, 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 blase, 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 blase. So it just goes on reiterating what and is. But here's where it gets interesting. On August 23rd, having concluded that they revised the UAE that it's appropriate to protect the public or safety under the 564G2 of the Act of the the FDA Act, the FDA is reissuing the August 12, 2021 letter in its entirety. So Remember, August 12th they're like, yeah, here, we're extending your, um, you know, um, emergency use authorization. Pay attention. So they extended it. They didn't say they were approving it. They just said, yeah, we're extending Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. That's what they are extending. Pay attention because we have two things here, two separate entities. So... They said that we're we're totally giving that authorization again to extend the EUA for the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for the previously authorized indication and uses. So based on the information when we first gave it to you back in 2020, we're extending that ship. That's basically what it's saying. Now, here's where it gets a little bit different. And they said, and to authorize use of Comirnaty COVID-19 vaccine mRNA under this emergency use uh, use a- authorization sorry for certain uses that are not included in the approved BLA so pay attention A BLA is given when you're allowed to use something for clinical trials in the public. Okay. Let me repeat that. A BLA because there's a lot of smart asses out there talking, right? Was given to Pfizer in 2020 to use under emergency use authorization. Now, under the same EUA they slid in another Pfizer product pay attention with the new BLA it's not anything new though I'll tell you why because when they're saying oh it's been approved no stop stop let me pay attention let me show you why it comes now right so it says that um, the fact sheet so so basically wait so pfizer bioNTech covid-19 right had a bla right a, li- a biological license that it had applied for to conduct clinical trials comernati is an additional application that they did on may 18th 2021 If I'm not mistaken, I'll pull up that letter soon. Um, Let me see, I think it was May 18th, 2021. I was right, May 18th, 2021. But this time they didn't apply through the FDA Act, right? The Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act. They applied under Section 351A of the Public Health Service Act. Mm. So I think this is kind of like a sleight of hand. And you have to think, why the fuck would they do that? So here's where it gets interesting and they admit it because you know, I, I loathe, um, you know, you, got, you guys, I have to actually thank my lawyer. See, he's working on a case and he calls me and we were on the phone while I was doing a bunch of other stuff, running through all the legal, I mean, he's the lawyer, I'm not. <laughs> and it's like, my phone died and the show was starting and it's like within those two seconds, the minute I'm focusing, voila. Guys, they got their EUA under the FDA Act through the Secretary of Defense to the first go. And what they did was use an alternate avenue. And I'm going to show it to you. And it gets worse, right? They used an alternate avenue to actually use the name Natty. Hold on. And let me show you the actions of that application. Hold on. Because you got to see this. You have to see it go step by step by step because you're going to be like, what the? This is not magic. This is, I don't know. I mean, if you and I did it, it would be like, oh, yo, you are so double dipping. What's going on here? (laughs) But it's called an illusion because people are dumb and they don't do their homework. Hold on. And, you know, obviously you see that it is an extension. Hold on, let's get it. Trying to get you the right link so i can pull it up i just need to you know here is where justice scalia is actually going to come and haunt them too and, and i'll tell you why in a bit <laughs> because you can believe it justice scalia is reaching from beyond the grave and i'm gonna walk you through this in regards to this uh COVID debacle hold on All Right. so let me tell you what happened here we're gonna start from uh, are you kidding um Yeah, right here. All right. So here's where I'm going to show you how the sleight of hand happened. So as you understand, right? I'll show you the the other documents. As you understand, Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine was approved under the Emergency Use Act via the uh, Federal Drug and Cosmetic Act and the Secretary of Defense Subsection 3 Triple B three, six, one, triple B dash three. Comirnaty was slid under the umbrella of this emergency use authorization as well to be used for things that's not included in their approved BLA. So here's where it gets super interesting on this document that a lot of people probably didn't pay attention to this part. The licensed vaccine has the same formulation as the emergency youth authorization authorized vaccine and the products can be used interchangeably to provide the vaccination series without presenting any safety or effectiveness concerns. The products are legally distinct with certain differences that do not impact safety or effectiveness. Whoa, hold on. So you're telling me Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is the same shit as, you know, Calmer natty, but they're legally different. Okay. So it's like putting Frosted Flakes in a box that says Walmart and frosted flakes in a box that says frosted flakes same shit different name okay i see now let's go and see how this happened let me take you to another gov site where we go to trademarks and logos company bio and tech se It's a German company, right? You see it? German company. Comirnaty application. So I want you to see when they filed for all their trademarks, okay? So their first application was filed on uh, June 1st, 2020. Applications being processed, pending, trademark registered, publication and issue section, published status, Application has been published for opposition, trademark registered. Now, here's what happens. This company, my gosh, ads. This company is 100% German. (laughs) 100%. And they were issued their um, patent on the 3rd of July. Remember, they put the dates different. The 3rd of July, 2020. So on July 3rd, they got their um trademark. Sorry, their trademark. So um, and their lawyer uh was a lawyer in 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 Florida that gets uh communicated. So this is Pfizer's person. I mean, you know, you should take a look at all the money this firm may be lobbying somewhere. You know, I still stick by the thing that they should, all politicians should wear NASCAR outfits just to fucking show their sponsors. Guarantee you 99.99. What's the risk of dying? 0.0. What is it? 0.74. Oh, 0.74. I guarantee you 0.74 of all politicians in the U.S. are not sponsored by Pfizer because that's the only freaking difference. The 95% difference that they keep talking about. Oh, it's 95% effective. No, it's not. It's actually less than 1%. You're talking 95% effective of the less than 1% stop. Anyway, other detail for later. So let's keep going. So this is their registration, how they did it in Germany, they applied, they did it. Here's a fun part though, that I wanted to show you. They actually were rejected because they filed too soon. I don't know. But what happened is um, they applied, right, for their um, um, U.S. one. Hold on. I'm looking for the published for opposition. Where is it? Where it was the rejection. Oh, uh, T's uh, response to suspension inquiries. So they got a suspension um, because they applied even though in Germany it said that – they um, they hadn't uh, registered it correctly in Germany, so they were declined. They were suspended. Their their process was suspended. They got a suspension letter. They responded to that suspension letter, and then they were assigned to move forward so they can go ahead and principal register, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it wasn't until um, April sixth that they actually had it done. Um, was until April six, so a month later they applied for a new BLA license. Now here's where it's going to get super interesting. So, like I told you, the vaccines are the same, BioNTech and Comirnaty, same contents, legally different. Okay, legally different. So this is uh, <laughs> this is interesting. So now we get into that letter, because I don't think anybody talked about the approval letter that was sent to someone else in New York of Pfizer, but it says BioNTech manufacturing. So that's a manufacturing arm of Pfizer, I guess. And the guy's name is Mr. Patel. And it starts, please refer to your biologics license application submitted and received on May 18, 2021 under section 351 of the Public Health Service Act. Ooh, immediately you see the difference. Because the first one was, yo, you applied and you were approved under Section 564B1C of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. The Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services determined plausible blah, 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 Section 564 of the Act 21 usc 360 triple b 3 That was the first one. This one is oh, 351A of the Public Health Service Act. You see how that goes? Double dipping. But here's where it gets really interesting. We're issuing Department of Health and Human Services US license number 2229 to BioNTech manufacturing in Mainz, Germany under the provision of section 351A of the Public Health uh, Service Act controlling the manufacture and sale of biological products so now we've just licensed a german company control of manufacturing and selling biological products in the united states i mean that happens all the time right we buy medications from other countries right of course we have control though of the content because they're usually pills and vials you know and stuff like that and we uh make sure that they are to the standard of the fda because we're all in their business right And we know where they're being produced. Because if you're buying a um, Bayer Aspirin, right? It's not manufactured in Germany, it's manufactured in the US with the German recipe. Why? Because we gotta watch that shit. Let's keep going. The license authorizes you to introduce or deliver for introduction into interstate commerce, those products of which your company is demonstrated with compliance with establishment and product standards. Under this license, you are authorized to manufacture the product COVID-19 vaccine mRNA, which is indicated for active immunization to prevent coronavirus disease 2019, caused by severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus two in individuals 16 years of age or older. The review of this product is associated with the following clinical trials. Hold on, I'll show you those too just so you can see where all the guinea pigs are. Manufacturing locations, wow, oh man. For those of you that are watching, this is pretty weird. Let me read it word for word. Under this license, you are approved to manufacture COVID-19 vaccine mRNA drug substance at Redacted. The final formulated product will be manufactured, bill labeled and packaged at Pfizer, Redacted. The dilutant 0.9 sodium chloride injection USP will be manufactured at Redacted. <laughs> Redacted. You may label your product with the proprietary name Comernati Commer- and market it in a two-milliliter glass vials in packages of 25 and 195 vials. We did not refer your application to the vaccines and related biological products advisory committee. So we did not go to the committee that decides yay or nay because you saw a lot of people saying well they got 17 yeses four no's and one abstain well actually it just says we did not refer so somebody's lying. We did not refer your application to the vaccines and related biological products advisory committee because our review of information submitted in your BLA, including the clinical study design and trial art, did not raise concerns or controversial issues that would have benefited from an advisory committee discussion. In other words... We didn't need to talk to any doctors or nurses or actual experts. We hear the appointed business professionals at the FDA felt super confident that we didn't need an advisory committee. We just say, yes. Bingo. The dating period for COVID-19 vaccine mRNA shall be nine months from the date of manufacture when stored between negative 90 degrees Celsius to negative 60 degrees Celsius. That's between a temperature of negative 130 Fahrenheit to negative 76 degrees Fahrenheit. Shit, that's the temperature of Mars. That's amazing, right? The date of manufacture shall be no later than the date of the final sterile filtration of the formulated drug product at redacted. The date of manufacture is... Defined as the date of sterile filtration for the final drug product at Pfizer, redacted. It's defined as the date of the redacted, redacted, redacted. Following the final sterile filtration, redacted, redacted, redacted. You see where I'm going with this? Lots of shits redacted. So, no advisory committee, because they just felt confident. Of course they did. Because the advisory committee, who, what did they vote on? you saw the news yesterday with me when they were like we're resigning and you know how many of them 17 of them said yes and four said no and one said I'm not telling so it's like what did they vote on if they never went through an advisory committee question two transparency well why are they redacting it well looking into the before section right on redactions it means trade secrets and it's like wait hold on a second stop it for a second so you're telling me under this license you're approved to manufacture COVID-19 vaccine mRNA substance at sole location is a trade secret where the fuck are they doing it why is it so secret huh why is it so secret Could it be because it's a foreign nation and maybe you're not allowed to do that due to national security, especially when Germany has actual agreements of sharing information and working together with China that they signed in 2016 with their FDA and the fact that their vaccines, Pfizer vaccines in Germany have been developed by Chinese Wuhan lab scientists. Wait, so wait a minute. You wanna give, stop a second. You wanna give my military, right, a vaccine that the Chinese made totally not a biological weapon is it (laughs) totally safe so it's totally not an issue of national security that they're in Germany making this shit right And then they want to give it to our soldiers because, you know, we won't get a bunk batch or anything if they want to kill us. They won't put anything in it. And wait a minute. Why the fuck are we trusting the Germans? Our NSA isn't even allowed to look at their information. We don't trade any information ever since Barack Hussein Obama moved over to the GMX server in 2015. So again, tell me why we are trusting Germans and how this happened right after Trump left. Hmm, How did this happen? right after Trump left? This is a very big question because right now they've used, they're using the same product as the Pfizer vaccine that exists now, marketing it under their approved trademark patent name, Comirnaty, and they're being treated as two legal different entities. All right? I'm just saying this is redacted and while someone would be like, well, you know, trade secrets. Well, actually it was Justice Scalia that found, that actually wrote an opinion on a case. Um, Let me get that case up so I can read it to you. It was actually Justice Scalia that um, wrote that opinion in regards to pharmaceutical companies, um, not uh, providing information. So it's uh, uh, Public Citizen Health Research Group was the appellant versus the Food and Drug Administration. United States Court of Appeals, District of Columbia argued January tw- 21st, 1983, decided April 15th, 1983. Um, appeal for the United States District Court for the District of uh, Columbia. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey Gibbs, special assistant U.S. Attorney, Rockville, Maryland, of the bar of the Supreme Court, New Jersey, pro hac vice, by special leave of court, with whom Stanley S. Harris, U.S. Attorney, Royce Lamberth, and R. Craig Lawrence, assistant U.S. Attorneys, and Thomas Scarlett, Chief Counsel, Food Drug Administration, Washington, D.C., were at the brief. Uh, let's see. Before Edwards and Scalia, Circuit Court judges, and Van Dusen, Senior Circuit Court Judge. Third Circuit. So let me get down to that page where it talks about it. So um, let's see. Here we go. So in the publication under 1287, it says trade secret status is reserved for information involving the productive process itself, as opposed to the collateral matters of business confidentiality, such as pricing sales volume, data sources of supply and customer lists or lab rat lists. This restrictive approach in fact was adopted only pre-FOIA case of which we are aware of that had defined trade secrets under the federal TSA, a source to which we assume Congress surely would have looked at. Under this definition a trade secret is an unpatented commercially valuable, commercially valuable plan, appliance, formula, or process, which is used for the making, preparing, compounding, treating, or processing of articles or materials, which are trade commodities. So only by that, we see that the redactions that have been placed on this letter do not conform with what the laws say, okay? So that tells you that, you know, what if under those redactions, You know, we could see China. You don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. So basically they have through the courts and there's more. Scalia was the first. They put down the trade secrets of trade secrets. But this redaction is a little bit weird. And you know why it's weirder? Because the insert that they have and they published along with this talks about the dilutin of 0.9 sodium chloride injection where it's going to be manufactured. So take this. It's two companies. One of them is Hospica Inc. Um, and the other one is some weird name and I'll show you. Hospica Inc. Actually, the FDA for the past three years has been knocking them on quality, on everything. Like they don't store things correctly. Things are always, yeah, always um, uh, coming up bad. So the FDA has actually dinged them a few times because they're not good at their job. But the but the thing is, they're owned by Pfizer. So they're allowed to not do good. Then, here's the weird thing. I want to show you this because this is super funny. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. Is it on the map there? I know I have it on the map because I was like, I want to show you guys because that's how freaking cool it is. Hold on. Let me pull this up. So then the other one, (laughs) I found the location of it too. And, you know, when you find locations these days, we all do that, right? You kind of want to like walk around and take a look at what it is, right? So it's right here. But here's the weird part. I take this little guy. Oh, shit. I can't go to where the facility is. It's like, why can't the Google car go here? Look, this is the border of Canada. I could drop my little guy there and see what's up but this place is not allowed. And this is where that lab is. And the more you zoom in, (sighs) is it Stanley Road? Yeah, there we go. The more you see you have Thermo Fisher Scientific and there is Fresnius Cabby USA, which as well has been dinged and they're the ones that make the bottles, right? Not the solution, okay? So the stuff is coming in from somewhere that comes to them and they get stuff from the hospica place, which is in Kansas. And then I guess they do the solution and they stick them in the bottles that are latex free by the way, for those that have latex allergies. But the weird thing is, it's that it's in this location where we can see tons of buildings with no names. And the weird thing is, um, (laughs) that's super weird. Oh, look, a nice um, blackout thing. I don't know, I, I know I have patriots out in New York. I mean, maybe you guys wanna drop an eyelash, but I, I find it uh, completely bizarre how we have all these things and then, you know, you can't drop a little man and then you have like a very neatly cut lake. It's a square right there and that looks totally normal. Nothing to see here. So anyway, so that's where, um, oh shoot. I just saw that you weren't seeing that dude. That was so much fun. Oh no, I'll do it again. Damn equipment. <laughs> I just saw that. All right, here we go. You see this weird lake here? Okay. Here's another square cutout lake. Okay. Here's where that lab is. Brazinius cabby which does all the bottles with latex free, right? Thermo Fisher. You see, this is a road, right? Okay, now let's zoom out. You see the square? How neat, right? It must be a big square. Damn. So cool. So now we're going to zoom out so you can see where it where it is. I'm just going to like pull this little man. Oh, look. I can walk around all these roads. But I'm not allowed anywhere over here. But I'm allowed on the border in Canada. Right? Canada. I can go down Canada on the border. But I can't hear. And you know what would concern me is that you know, so close to the border too, just, I don't know. It's just super weird. So here we are super secretive. area. I can't go to Navy Island either, but that's okay. Cause the Google car can't get there. So here we are where we're going to go to that laboratory right here. And there's nothing to see here except for here's where they store the vials and some weird cut and paste stuff there that look bizarre. So those are the manufacturers, um, the place that you are not allowed to see and that Kansas place, which look, I'll, I'll even show you how ridiculous their dings have been on, um, on this company. How they're not doing it correctly and how it's defective and they were working with opioids by the way opioids by the way here let me share that with you so you can see it yourself Um, uh, this is not a game these people are responsible for something you know that's so important like medications and this is 2017 there's 2016 2018 look at this they got dinged for this document observation by FDA during inspection of your facility. You have received approximately 50, 43, and 46 laugh effect complaints of bupivacaine hydrochloric with dextrose, lots, blah, 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 blah. These complaints were received from approximately February 9th to October, 2017. A trend notification and supplemental medical review were conducted, but no action and additional testing was performed. So basically, the complaint investigation for a vial of vanic myosin hydrochloride for injection lot. So these are injections that they've given people. And there was a complaint with hairs embedded in the stopper section of the vial. So they're not even careful, right? And here they are where they're telling them you're doing a shitty job and you suck at your job. And these are, you know, injections that, you know, people are getting and you're, there's hairs in the stoppers. Okay. Okay. And it's disgusting and you're not up to par. So this is the company that's responsible for these experimental vaccines, right? For Pfizer um, on making the solution. Mm, There's more, hold on. Let me get the other one. So they are making the solution, right? Well, here's another one. Since I'm sharing this screen, I'll just update it. Aspira Inc. issues a voluntary nationwide recall for one of the bacteriostatic water uh, for a lot of bacteriostatic water for injection USP due to potential lack of sterility assurance. And this is from 2019. So this company makes all these vaccines injectables. And this is just there's more. There's a lot of these, a ton of these on this company that's a Pfizer company. And for some reason, the Food and Drug Administration decided, nobody needs to look at anything, we're just gonna go ahead and do it. And it's like, you know, don't you guys remember when they said that these vaccines were expiring, that people were getting sick, or there were some issues and they had to recall them? I'm telling you it's probably one of these things, right? It's definitely one of these things. So I wanted you guys, to understand what was what happened yesterday. It seems like there's a sleight of hand and we're still looking into it because the first authorization was done so under the Food and Drug and Cosmetic Administration or whatever act, right, the FDA act and under 21 U.S.C. 360 BBB3. So that's the expedited development and review of medical products for emergency uses, which is done through the Secretary of Defense remember who the secretary of defense was in fucking 2020 prick. So next, so, uh, so that's how they got, um, their emergency use authorization. And now they got the same vaccine under the guise of the public health act with a brand name. So it's the same thing, different packaging. Okay. You understand, same thing, different packaging. So something's up, you know, I'm concerned at the fact that they've redacted the address only because it's a foreign company, only because Germany has clearly put it out on blast. Everybody knows that they corroborate with the Wuhan lab and China to create vaccines and medications. This is a very big problem. If we are importing things from Germany and we don't have the capability of inspecting, okay, this could be a big, huge problem for national security if military incorporates it. If we don't have this transparency and if we are not manufacturing it and observing it here in the United States. I don't know why we would be going to blindly inject our soldiers, our sailors, our airmen and space guardians with something that is made outside of the United States by a potential enemy. So this is the problem. I believe it should be the only concern all of us should have and someone needs to put their foot down on more transparency because I have never ever ever seen a drug used under Emergency Youth Authorization Act right to then slide in their brand name and get it approved based on what data because right after this break right we're going to listen to a little song right after this break I'm gonna show you the drug trials. I'm gonna show you the locations. And I'm gonna show you how little they have. So the question should be, how did they go from zero to hero if they didn't start until eight months ago? And within five months, they applied for a license and they received it within 60 days. What? How does that even happen? sounds fishy to me see you in a bit
1: i can feel it coming in the air tonight oh lord i've been waiting for this moment for all my life oh lord can you feel it Coming in the air tonight Oh Lord, oh Lord Well, if you told me you were drowning I would lend a hand I've seen your face before my friend but I don't know if you know who I am. But I was there, and I saw what could be. I saw you with my own two eyes, so you can wipe up the cream. I know where you've been. It's all been a pack of lies, and I can feel it coming in the air night. Oh, Lord, I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Oh, Lord, can't you feel it coming in the air tonight?
2: you say me. My hands, that's are strong, but my knees were far too weak. To stand in your arms without falling to your feet. But there's a side to you that I never knew, never knew Say never never true, never true. In the games you play, you would always win, always win.
1: Worry. How could I ever forget It's the first time The last time we haven't met But I know the reasons why You keep your silence so You don't fool me It's i, heard I was so the pain still grows so stranger to you and me But I said Fire Are you feeling Coming in the air Oh no When it hurts While I cry Cause I heard it screaming out
2: your name Your name I
1: said Fire And I've been waiting For this moment all my
2: life when it felt something died, cause I knew that that was the last time
1: it for this-
0: of you that were watching I was showing you where all the laboratory studies have been going on and for years I've been talking about studies that they have been conducting on U.S. citizens all the time because you can even see in further documentation how their biological license is highly regulated so that they can collect results because it is not approved as safe. It is approved to still test the population under a brand name. And this is a big deal. So I was showing the sites, and I will show them again for those that stepped away, um, in just my neck of the woods of Cleveland, Ohio. And it's funny how they targeted very specific populations. So the four very key points are our veterans, So it was done through the Lewis Stokes Cleveland VA Medical Center, again, study to describe the safety tolerability immunogenicity and efficacy of RNA vaccine candidates against COVID-19 in healthy and um, in healthy individuals. Remember, there were a total of 22,000 patients, okay? 22,000 received a vaccine, 22,000 received a placebo, So that would mean there would be 11,000, wait, per location. So 11,000 at the VA Medical Center. I'm just doing the math quickly. 11,000 at the University Hospital main campus. This is your impoverished area, just so you know, and students. And over here is your VA. So targeting veterans and impoverished area, right here, East Cleveland, there we go. This is so East Cleveland, East Cleveland, you know, the impoverished area. And then they went into the more posh areas. So we start with the area of Beechwood, Chagrin Falls, right? And here we go, UH, occupational health in Beechwood. So this was the older population. So they disseminated another 11,000 random studies and another 11,000 we're done, sorry, in a highly dense Jewish community. A highly dense. So the majority of the people that go here are Jewish. I mean, even Cleveland kosher food pantry, Torah nursery, this is Jewish land. So the Jewish community was targeted too. Very specific, and I I mean, it's right by Notre Dame College. So this, oh, Cleveland Clinic, of course, right there, Wellness Institute, but uh, this is the more diverse area of, um, you know, middle class, hard workers, and uh, very staunch Jewish population. And then we go to the, you know, more crunchy granola, you know, $2 million minimum homes area too, which is super weird. So this is how they separated them. Now, It was explained for those of you that saw, and I can show you the rest of the United States um, where all the testing facilities were here from one of the clinical trials. Um, You have to actually zoom in. Uh, In Michigan, for example, where it was highly racial, right? It was really racist. A lot of people were dying in Detroit. It happened to be right here in um, this area of Detroit and they tested uh, the vaccine in a persons uh, 12 years and older. So this is where the information by Farmington Hills, I think um, was collected and distributed. As you can see, there were a lot of testing centers, but for some reason, uh, as you got more North, uh, they tested fewer people, maybe because of whatever Minneapolis, for example, There weren't any, but they had some in Duluth, in Fargo, of course. I mean, that's where they're making the mRNA vaccine. And then they didn't test anyone in Montana, which is so weird. They skipped over that state. And Wyoming, they skipped over that one too. So that would mean that everybody else that got the vaccine just got the vaccine and they weren't being monitored. So they got the vaccine. So I would say that anyone in the states of Montana and Wyoming, um, And South Dakota, no, Sioux City actually had testing, but that doesn't count as um, South Dakota. You know, y'all got the actual vaccine. There's no placebos there. So you can see um, here, you know, the hot spots. Obviously, there's more. uh, Hawaii, right? Do we have any in Alaska? I didn't even check. Let me see. Yeah, so Alaskans, if you got the vaccine, there were no placebos in your vaccine whatsoever, because you were not part of the study. So it seems that, um, you know, all of these studies were done. Wait, that's one of the studies, there were more. There were, there, were, there were comparative studies, right? So I'll show you how you can find them yourselves. So in the letter that I was showing you with the redactions, they said that the review of the product is associated with the, fo- the following national clinical trial numbers. So it's like a protocol number, which is an NCT number, a National Clinical Trial Number. You know, because a lot of people are experts. You know what sucks? Is that I know this stuff because I had to go through IRBs and I went to school. And I'm not like those experts that go on TV and talk. right? Or like, you know, some doctor that, you know, got some PhD in something that says, I know, I know everything. No, you, you don't know shit. Because... You obviously said they were approved and what you didn't point out was the truth. So here you go into clinical trial findings. This is how I could find mine too, um, when they were up and running. And you can find them uh, on clinical trials on Pfizer's uh, actual website. And you can see it yourself. Oh, it didn't come back. Did they just take that down? Stop it. You're lying. Computer, you must be lying. That was just up there. I kid you not. What? What? Kissed. Search. Okay. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. That doesn't seem right. Hold on. Let's go back. So. NCT 04380701. Yep. What? And 04368728. Don't tell me they're like deleting stuff as we speak. Can't believe they deleted that one. Okay. So, ho, oh, that's a problem. So, the one thing that they have to do is make sure that all the trials are available to watch. So something must be happening because here's the trial numbers. I'll show you again. That is weird. Um, Is this the one? Yeah, there we go. The review of this product was associated with the following national clinical trial numbers. You're supposed to have access to that shit. And they just took one of them down. It was up a little while ago before I started showing it. (laughs) Well, I guess we're on to something with that. Now, I wanted to say the FDA has a lot of explaining to do because they're making claim on TV that it's 95% effective. Well, in fact, if you're vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine, you are going, the people that got vaccinated um, still get sick by 0.1% of the vaccinated people still get COVID, right? They get COVID. If you're unvaccinated, there's a zero point seven four chance, right, that you're going to get COVID. So basically, if you divide those percentages, if you take zero is it zero point four divided by seventy point seventy four? Let me let me see. Get ninety five percent, and a a lady in Ohio today testifying. Uh, who is a PhD and um, a uh, a PharmD, a pharmacist for over thirty years, um, pointed that out and said, "There, yeah, their ninety-five percent approval rate was by y- saying that ninety-five percent uh, that it was ninety-five percent effective in that less than one percent. So it's not really." 95% effective, right? Cause you have the same immunity as being unvaccinated. And what happened was when she put up those findings and um, you know, her chart and everything, do you know what happened? This evil woman, evil representative started attacking her character. And you know, I know I've been down that line when they can't attack your facts, they attack your character. What does that mean? They hate facts and they hate truth a lot, they really hate truth. So I am going to take you there now so that you can watch her explain it to you. Give me a second, I will take you there, one moment. I'm gonna pull up that clip for you. I actually wanna snip it too so that we can share it, so people can share it, Um, because it was dang. You know, it was one of those things like, dang, did that just happen? Like, that's crazy. So it was it was pretty intense um, session. Uh, five minutes uh, were just for people that were speaking facts. Everyone else got more time than five minutes because, you know, that's the way they roll. Uh, you're not allowed to have time when you speak facts because, you know, we don't need truth out there you'll see this uh, representative attack her saying, he said Barack Obama, nee, 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 nee. Okay, got the clip for you. Okay, she seems like the sweetest person ever. I hope you're ready for this. For those of you that missed it, she's incredible. Here we go. Hold on, she is right here. Lance Go. I'm doing it from my Twitch feed.
3: Okay. and play. See in Atlanta, Georgia, Hold monitoring. I
0: need to rewind her a little bit. You. Okay. There we go.
3: Um, Chairman Lips, I guess he took a little break. Um, <laughs> Chairman Lips and members of the Health Committee, thank you for the opportunity to testify before you today about Substitute House Bill 248, which addresses current threats to medical informed consent in our state. I am Dr. Christine Severin, I live near Dayton, Ohio, and am a registered pharmacist with a PhD in biopharmaceutics, specializing in pharmacology, toxicology, and drug kinetics. As a healthcare professional, I have extensively researched vaccine issues for 30 years. As former director of the Vaccine Policy Institute, I regularly traveled for 10 years back and forth from Dayton to Washington, D.C. and Atlanta, Georgia, monitoring federal vaccine policy making commissions at the FDA, CDC, and the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. I have written extensively on medical informed consent issues including a law review article in the Journal of Pharmacy and Law at Ohio Northern University. Please allow me to correct a common misconception about the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccine. When we hear that COVID-19 vaccine is 95% effective, most people think that the vaccine protects 95% of those who take it. Nothing could be further from the truth. First, COVID vaccine clinical studies involved detecting mild COVID symptoms, which can be similar to other respiratory diseases, such as the common cold. The studies did not determine if the vaccines protect from viral infection, transmission, hospitalization, or death. Second, to make the vaccines look better than they really are, vaccine companies use statistical deception. Pfizer's 95% effectiveness number was calculated using the less accurate relative risk reduction instead of the more accurate absolute risk reduction. Such deception leads to reporting bias which affects how vaccine effectiveness is evaluated by public health authorities. In the Pfizer COVID vaccine clinical study chart here, and you also have that in your um, uh, testimonies. Um, In the Pfizer COVID vaccine clinical studies, about 44,000 test subjects were divided into two groups of 22,000 each, vaccinated and unvaccinated. And the vaccinated group you have a vaccinated group and unvaccinated and the the unvaccinated received a placebo. Eight people in the vaccinated group, that's eight out of 22,000 or 0.04%, developed mild respiratory symptoms and a positive COVID test, while 162 in the placebo group, that is 162 or 0.74%, developed mild respiratory symptoms and a positive COVID test. This is illustrated on here. In fact, 0.04% on here is so small that you can't even see the pie slice. And over here, 0.74% in the unvaccinated group, it's still a very small slice of the pie. Which this all means that 99.96% of the vaccinated group and 99.26% of the unvaccinated group were not infected or sick with COVID. More than 99.2% of each group had the same outcome, whether vaccinated or not, with less than 1% absolute risk reduction in vaccine recipients. So you might ask, how did Pfizer calculate 95% efficacy for its vaccine? What they did, they took the 0.04%, they subtracted it from the 0.74%, They took that difference and uh, put it over um, and and put it over. How would I say that here? (laughs) Um, The difference was divided by 0.74%. And that's how you get 95%. Thus, we see that working with small percentages, these little pie slices, drug companies deceive the public. Unfortunately, this happens with other pharmaceutical products, not just vaccines. You see it every day in television drug advertising. Uh, prominent physicians and others have written books on the deception of the drug that the drug companies use with the public. Here's one by Marsha Angel. You have it cited in there, and she was um, uh, she was editor of the New England Journal of Medicine for 20 years. Another one, this deadly medicines that were organized crime. How big pharma has corrupted healthcare. Doctor, we're at five minutes. Oh, we're at five minutes. So let me wrap this up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, In addition to the above COVID uh, vaccine statistical deception, Ohioans should be concerned about serious financial conflicts of interest among organizations such as the American Academy of Pediatrics and the drug companies. I documented this problem in my June 6, 2017 testimony before the Ohio Senate Finance Committee, and you have that testimony uh, with you there. And this past spring, radio ads promoting COVID vaccine with reference to the Ohio Department of Health and a voice message from Governor DeWine were funded by the Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America. This organization employs 11 registered Ohio Statehouse lobbyists. That's the trade group for the drug companies.
4: Doctor, thank you very much. I think we've gotten your (laughs) gist of your... uh, We'd like... uh, Representative Liston.
0: Okay, before this cow, this demon of a woman speaks, right? Who is screaming because they didn't want to kill babies um, and trashes her, not her data, not her facts, right? I wanted to tell you that the Nurses Association is actually funded and sponsored by Pfizer.
5: Uh, thank you, Vice Chair Holmes, um, and thank you for your presentation. I'd like to clarify your background a little bit. Um, Vaccine Policy Institute—I'm not finding that as any sort of official organization that I've heard of or can even right. look into. Right.
3: Yeah, if you go to the Secretary of State's office, it 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 uh, it was incorporated for a number of years, and and uh, the organization is is now been what would you call it? It's it stopped, but I, 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 I founded and headed the organization for, for several years and, um, and had newsletter research, right? So you can check on the secretary of state's website if you'd like. Okay.
5: And yeah. just following up, um, when I had a look through, you know, what you've put out there, you referenced the AAPS a fair bit. Do you have a relationship with the that American Association of Physicians and Surgeons? Okay. I'm asking: Do you have a
3: relationship? with Do them? I have a relationship with them? Mm-hmm. I've had I've had um, uh, one or I can one or two articles uh, published in their journal. Okay. But if you if you read the article, everything I write is referenced.
5: Okay. Yeah. I mean, you you have quotes on on their website. And-
0: it sounds like me, right? Everything I write is referenced. Even my affidavit was referenced. This woman is trying to trash her. Oh, you said you have a relationship with them, really? And it's like, well, I did write a couple of articles for them. I don't know if that constitutes a relationship, but I've been published. Okay.
5: And you tag them frequently. So I assume that you might be a member or a component of that organization
3: that correct or well it, since it's American Association of Physicians and Surgeons mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm not a member because I'm not a physician however I am a um, uh, I have a PhD not okay. not just a PharmD not just okay so All I don't right, know if you know the difference or not okay have, so final question with this yeah final
5: question and I guess I, I just when I see your quotes on their website and I see other things that they've been involved in I just want to clarify you know this is an organization that's been very famous for denying the existence of HIV and saying that Barack Obama uses mass hypnosis on his speeches. And I just wanted to clarify that those were not, you know, do you hold the positions that, you know, the organization that supports you or at least publishes your work does as well?
3: Well, it's been it's back in the 90s. I know I had something published when I was still working with Vaccine Policy Institute. That's that's when, you know, things were published with them. So... Um, I, I don't really know what your—I um, guess—guilt by association. I don't—I don't quite know.
5: Right, just asking—is right now. If you go to their website, you have—you you can find your quotes on there. And so I just wanted to make sure that you know to see if you did hold those beliefs. that yeah, I, I would.
3: Uh, excuse me, sir. Right. Yeah,
4: this, the way it will go. Direct it to the chair, please. Yeah, I'm
0: so sorry. Please
4: ask for a second.
0: Rude, rude, rude.
4: Second question. So we just keep it in organization. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> Rhinos. <laughs>
4: Okay, thank you. I think you. Chair recognizes Representative Stewart. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you for your testimony today. I, the Ohio Department of Health, recently compiled statistics and has reported that since January, ninety-eight percent of the hospitalizations and deaths from COVID have been among those who are are not vaccinated. Uh, I'm not a scientist; I will freely admit, but uh, that seems to be a pretty strong indication that the vaccine is at least working to keep people out of hospitals or dying. Is it your testimony today that that's all just kind of a big coincidence?
3: It's, it's very interesting. sir. Um, me, Very interesting that you asked that because there's been um, what the CDC and what the Ohio Department of Health have done was cite data from January to the present before people could be vaccinated. Okay, so they were citing data during a time when people were not being vaccinated or or, were not to the same extent that they are right now.
0: Let me break that down. So the guy was like, well, you know, they're saying that people that have COVID, they're going into the hospital, are actually unvaccinated people. And she's like, well, great point, because the data that they're citing is when people didn't have access to the vaccine. So majority of the people couldn't get a vaccine. So of course it's going to look like the unvaccinated. You see how they like to portray facts to benefit them. So then you have to question yourself, what the hell is the FDA doing
3: now? So it's incorrect to take data from a time when we did not have the vaccine to when we do now. So do you have a follow up? They were looking at hospital mortality data from January to June, a timeframe that, during which the vast majority of the U.S. population were unvaccinated, and in fact, just recently last week, um, uh, Rochelle Wolinski, the uh, head of the CDC, she acknowledged this is what they did. They used that that data from 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 January. Okay, well, sure.
4: So, I guess following that logic, once folks were widely able to get the vaccine and. February, March, April. I mean if it wasn't working, you would have seen those hospitalization and death rates continue to go up for for vaccinated
3: individuals.
0: No, you wouldn't, you loser, because by April, flu season is fucking over.
3: Right? Uh sir, okay. Um there's another thing that's that the the Centers for Disease Control has also stopped as of May 1st. They have stopped counting um that the hosp- they have stopped counting what they call breakthrough infections. They saw just thousands and thousands of breakthrough infections up until all the way into April.
0: So breakthrough infections are people that got vaccinated and because they got vaccinated, they got sick. So what the CDC decided to do is yeah, we're not gonna count those as hospitalizations.
4: With respect, that wasn't my question. But we're oh, talking talking about do you have a follow-up? I do have a follow-up. The, the, the question was hospitalizations and deaths. I'm not talking about breakthrough cases. I'll freely concede that folks who've been vaccinated can still catch COVID. But the question was, Ohio is reporting that only that if essentially, if you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to die. Um, and your answer is, well, they're they're calculating it wrong. But I, I'm I'm not following the rationale here, I man. If if doesn't it suggest that the vaccine works if for eight months? Only 2% of the people who are dying or being hospitalized got the vaccine.
0: Can you hear that? So this is the same guy that at another time asked if, you know, what are we going to do with people when they don't have their COVID passport? Are they going to be allowed to go to shopping centers to shop for food with their QR code that they're authorized to go and buy food? Uh, You know, what if there's no stores that allow non-vaccinated people to go Listen to what they're telling you. They're telling you exactly what they have planned for you.
3: Sir. He's that, a Republican that's the by the way. point that I make, I mean if if you'd like I could I could cite everything for you like I've done here in in my, in my presentation and I'd be happy to write something up for the committee and and let you and, and inform you exactly when and where and how the, the Centers for Disease Control and the Ohio Department of Health are not being quite quite straight with us here. Just one more, Mr. Chairman.
4: Okay. If, if you're saying that their statistics are wrong and they're reading it the wrong way, I have to assume you've run it a different way.
0: It's like me, uh, I get on a scale, it shows that I'm 250. I get on another one and it says 230. I'm gonna quote the 230 scale, okay? Cause it makes me feel better. Same thing here. They don't want to use data of breakthrough infections so they will only use data of unvaccinated people. But regardless, everything went down after April loser because the flu was gone. And people stopped going to the doctor because they weren't allowed because they have no vaccine.
4: How many folks do you believe have been hospitalized or died that were vaccinated?
3: Sir, I'd be happy to, to get those numbers for you. I don't, I mean, this is what I was concentrating on today because we had five minutes. So, I I mean, your testimony is the
4: vaccine doesn't work and the data is not really bearing that out. Okay. That's thank you. I think we can.
3: This guy,
0: Stewart, this idiot here that's the chair, you know, because the chair left, so brought in this guy here. These are all Republicans. Okay. Pay attention. I've said this before. The Democrats tell you exactly who they are. These people are disgusting. Disgusting. Because they are demons and they shriek. And he's like, You didn't show me data. She just did. She showed you hard ass numbers telling you, Yeah, you want to see where the 95% is? It's in that little less than 1%. So they're saying they're 95% better than not being vaccinated. For that less than 1%. Are you getting it now? And they're like, you didn't prove that. The numbers don't say, like, that guy's an idiot. That Stewart guy, idiot. Like, Ohioans, hello. Remove these guys. Who are these clowns anyway? I mean, I was really glad that I watched this. Because tomorrow, I'm heading down to my daughter's school board. Which, by the way, I just found out. Guess who sponsors it? I shit you not. George freaking Soros. Are you kidding are you kidding? (laughs) I had like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's called the, hold on. I need to guys. I, I like couldn't believe it. Like how did, how was this missed? Like, how was this even missed? I'm like in awe that this was missed. Like, are you kidding? Like these people are insane. It's called the, Oh gosh. Let me see if I can show it to you guys, because um, it was like I I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Okay, um, I have the page, so let me get their website up. So this is like a UN thing more than anything, which is even scarier. These are the people. I mean, I don't even think the parents know that. It's going to be interesting. Um, to um, kind of reiterate that to them. Hold on, let me share this with you. Because I was just, I was I was shocked. Okay. So this is the Cleveland Council on World Affairs. We all know the symbols. Um, let me see if I can do it like this. Mayfield High School. Right there. Wow, right, right there, damn, damn, FBI Cleveland division is in here, (laughs) this is so, this is so, oh my gosh, like I couldn't believe it when I saw it, what, I couldn't believe it, these people are everywhere, it's a good thing, you know, we're heading down there with friends, right? For those that are in Northeast Cleveland and are coming down here, it's tomorrow at 7 p.m. at Mayfield High School. Um, You know, obviously I'm going to, you know, you hear me on the radio, I don't talk like this in person, okay? I do to friends and you guys, but this isn't how I talk when I debate. You're seeing the not professional Tory. The professional Tory is a different hat very different hat. And so I, I won't be recording it when I speak and I don't even know if they're going to let me speak. But the one thing that I did love, Ooh, and I have to show this to you and play it for you guys was, um, you know how I've been talking about eugenics. Okay. So the priest, there was a priest that actually testified and, um, he talked about eugenics but also the weird thing is, is that Tucker Carlson. Gosh darn it, I don't know where that clip is, um, where Tucker um, talked about um, about uh, the about history and how they had masks in uh, twenty in nineteen eighteen. He said, and basically what he said was, well, in nineteen eighteen they had masks, but then this one guy found a picture of all the, hey, I'm higher than you and rules for thee and not for me. So what happened was the Karens had gotten so bad that in San Francisco, I think, I don't know if I've even mentioned this, but I have mentioned how bad it was. Um, they actually shot someone and it's not the only time they had shot other people before that too. They literally killed them for not wearing masks. And, um, Then this photographer took a picture of all the politicians that were telling people to wear masks and were killing people for not wearing masks. And when they put out this picture of them not wearing masks, people were like, yeah, hypocrites, we're not wearing it either. And they lost power and then the mask just went away. Right. Just like that. Nobody died either. So here we saw Barack Hussein Obama having a party with a bunch of people. And You know what the New York Times said? Well, they're of higher stature. Wait, wait, what? Wait a minute. You're saying that the elitists don't have to wear masks because they're elitists? Are you kidding me? Like who says that out loud and even remotely thinks that it's a good idea? Like ever, like how is that a good idea in any freaking universe? Yeah, so they're allowed to not follow the rules because they're another stature than you. You're a peasant. Like. When she said that and tweeted it and wrote about it, did you think about it? Like, who says that out loud? Like, I don't care how evil you are, you don't say that shit out loud. They were a more sophisticated group, that's it. Those were the words. They're a more sophisticated group. You guys aren't sophisticated, they are. So they don't have to wear masks, right? Barack Hussein Obama and his friends for his birthday can celebrate with no masks because they're sophisticated. You're feeble-minded, just like the feeble-minded people That they sterilized because they thought they were too stupid. So they needed to terminate their genetic pool line. Let's not forget that. So there's that. Well, how about Pelosi hanging out at the vineyard with, you know, donors and shit? No masks. It's okay. Well, what if I told you that on Monday, after I served my daughter's high school, the letter that I had emailed to the school board, and then the principal was like, you need to go to the school board. I go to the school board. I ring the bell. Nobody answers the door. I'm like, what's going on? There's a cop outside. I'm like, yo, is anybody home? Like, are they here? He's like, yeah, there's tons of them. Suddenly, the minute I yell out to the cop, hey, is anyone there? Suddenly, someone opens the door. And in walk me and John. And we walk in. Guess what? Lady wasn't wearing a mask. Okay? She goes behind her little, you know, plexiglass desk. Like, it's going to save her because COVID doesn't go on top or around. You can't turn corners. Right? goes behind her desk with the stupid plexiglass and asks me what I want. I tell her. Want to see the superintendent? Yeah. And so she leaves without her mask. Passes through us without her mask. And goes and gets another lady who was the executive assistant of the superintendent. And she came out without a mask. And she was telling me how he's really busy and not here right now. And I was like, I hope he's working, right? So oh, yeah, he's always really busy. I see, I see, I see. Well, I want to talk to someone right now. And I sent you guys an email. Yeah, I didn't see it. And I was like, yeah, of course you didn't. Um, I want to talk to someone else. So then the assistant superintendent comes out. Again, with no mask. And here we are, five people in a small space with no mask, all having a conversation. But they had just issued a notice mandating that all the children of Mayfield School District had to wear masks. I mean, I can't wait to lay that out to the school board tomorrow. Because rules for thee and not for me see this is how it happens and you know we didn't even register that they weren't wearing masks until we left and i was in the car driving and then john was like wait a minute masks i was like what they weren't masks i was like they weren't wearing masks oh my gosh they weren't wait i think the dude had a mask in his hand i don't know i think it was a polka dot maybe a black one he had it in his hand but they weren't wearing masks nope 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 and it's like pretty interesting so you issue a decree that Everyone was wearing masks, but you're not wearing them. I see. It's gonna be very interesting tomorrow. Gonna be very, very interesting because I'd like them to answer that question. Maybe they could tell me how they're vaccinated. I'll be like, okay, so you're 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 the ones that are getting COVID-19 Delta. COVID 19 Delta. Now you're gonna Epsilon. We skip that. We're going to Lambda direct. Apple Lambda, me, me. Maybe, um, oh, we'll go to COVID pie, maybe. Or tau, COVID tau. Maybe we'll just skip the letters. I guess maybe they're using different letters in other countries. Maybe, right? That's what they would do. They would use COVID letters in other countries. So, okay, I wanted to pull up this law. So weird. So I wanted us to kinda just take a look at this for a second because this is where I'm a little bit stumbled and maybe it'll tickle your noodle to help tickle my noodle because I haven't looked at it because I've been busy doing a million things. I mean, you know, Arizona is getting very interesting. I like, oh my gosh, so interesting. I was very happy to see th- <laughs> I was very happy to see that um, somebody else uh, came to the same conclusion that I did when, what was it, um, what did what did that code monkey, monkey that codes, say? He said Javon doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's like, Javon doesn't know what he's talking about. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Because it's going to be quite interesting. Okay. Um, where is it? Mm. Okay. I'm trying to pull it out. Okay. Scientific exchange. So for anyone, just in case they want to delete this, we should ensure that we have this down pat. So they don't. So what I want to know is, and I'm trying to find it because I'm pretty sure there's there's a law for this. But, you know, I'm not a lawyer and I can only do so much at once. Um, But... What's weird here, scientific exchange between Germany and China to strengthen product and food safety. China Food Drug Administration, CFDA, visiting German Federal Institute of Risk Assessment, BFR. Scientific exchange in the area of product, food, and safety between Germany and China is to further be expanded in the future. This was the agreement between the China Drug Food Administration and the German Federal Institute for Risk Assessment on the occasion of a visit of Vice Minister of the CFDA Kai Tang to the BFR in Berlin. In view of global trade and agrarian products, worldwide standards in the area of product, food, and safety are becoming increasingly important. Basically, the FDA's of China and Germany signed a partnership. We're proud to be able to share experiences and know-how with our Chinese partners in order to further consumer health protection in Germany and China. China, sounds interesting. I mean, I'm just saying, if I was, you know, a commander, I'd be like, yo, where's this vaccine coming from? Germany. And they say, not allowed to look at Germany. We have no eyes in Germany. What? You mean we have Fauci's people? Fauci's people were in Wuhan, too. Stop. 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 So let's move it along. This is something that we need to assess. But hold on. Where is it? Let me... um, let me get that document. Hold on. I wanted you guys to take a gander. Where is it? Gosh darn it. Are you kidding? Um. um oh, yeah. So they're telling you that the manufacturing is done by a U.S. company in New York that we saw, right? Uh, The one that I couldn't get onto uh, with Google Maps. Well, you know, what's really weird... Wait, is that the right one? Um, No. Where'd it go? Give me a second. Damn documents. I have like so many of them open. I need to show you this. This is coming from the FDA website, not from like... Some bunk place. Um, I don't do bunk places like put out exercises is real news like idiots. Okay. Actually speak German. Read it. Understand it. Yeah. Yep. Throwing shade. I have to. I have to. I mean, I love losers or woke people. All right. Here we go. So that company, Fresenius in New York... But here it says it's in Illinois, <laughs> New York, Illinois, I guess, whatever, right? Owner operator is actually German too, which is so weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just, I just wanted to point out, this is from the FDA. This is, you know, uh, actual documentation from the FDA discussing devices. Again, we see before 4 um, which says a product. That's where you have that redaction for trade secrets. But their address isn't redacted, which is weird, right? But it's redacted. Someone see materials, materials, right? The site where the material is, components for the Y site where the material goes, right? Those are all proper redactions, right? But again, a reminder. This company is supposed to be a U.S. company, kind of is a U.S. company. Not really, because the owner-operator is German as well. So um, it's all German product or German manufactured product that we're getting as a vaccine, not American. We have no control over it, and they kind of hang out with the Chinese. So again, just to show you the differences, we see before locations, substance at, manufactured at. If they're adapting the locations, that's mean they're hiding something because it doesn't make sense. Why you would hide the location. Another thing I wanted to tell you about this um, product, which is really weird, is if you remember in the letter, they said, we're going to like authorize it to do stuff that the experimental uh, you know, the the emergency, the UA, the EUA vaccine that doesn't have the name, you know, uh, of uh, commonality, uh, common um, that vaccine, the commonality one will be used for something else. And the something else is actually really weird. Check this out. There's a study, a pediatric study to evaluate the, se- the safety and effectiveness of Nati in children 12 years to 15 years. Here's the weird thing. They submitted their final protocol for Comirnaty before they had the name established, right? On October 7th. So that they can study children between 12 and 15. Which means, listen carefully to what I'm saying. Natty did not get a license until yesterday. But their study has already started. Which tells you what? We have a problem, Houston. Because how do you start a study as natty, right? When you just got your BLA. It's super weird. Here's another one common in infants and children six months to 12 years of age so parents that are crazy enough to put their children their beloved child that has been alive for only six months a year a year and a half five years put it in a drug trial because you know why not I guarantee you the majority of these kids that they're using kids you not or kids under cps control Prove me wrong, prove me wrong, that they are not using children, that they have medically kidnapped, taken away legitimately, whatever, they don't have any legitimacy, let's break that down at another time. All these kids, these orphans, these kids that are in you know foster care are the ones that are being experimented on because they have no one to advocate for them. Pray for those children. So on February 8th, 2021, which is, wait, it's August. So July, June, May, they got their name. May, they applied for the BLA. Wait, that's three. April, March. Whoa, six months in advance. They they submitted their protocol to start their study. So weird. So freaking weird. So they're studying six-month-olds. To 12 year olds, but starting next year on January 31st, infants under the age of six months will be getting this vaccine. Now, just so that you understand this letter of approval, right? It tells you that they're required to provide a final report on their findings. So they're experimenting still, right? Not fully clear, still experimenting. And it says Section 505 of the Federal Food Drug and Cosmetic Act authorizes the FDA to require holders of an approved drug in biological product applications to conduct post-marketing studies and clinical trials for certain purposes. If the FDA makes certain findings required by the statute, are you seeing this? Study Charlie 4591009 entitled A Non Interventional Post Approval Safety Study of Pfizer BioNTech COVID 19 mRNA Vaccine in the United States to Evaluate the Occurrence of Myocarditis and Pericarditis Following Administration of Comirnaty. Wait, would it st- stop? Stop. Hold on. So, let's see what study that is. Hmm. Which one was it? 4591009. 4591009. So there's a study, 10081009, somewhere, that has to do with children six months to 12 years old. I see. So what they want to do is approve the safety study of Pfizer bio and tech COVID by using. Comirnaty's license, because Comirnaty is the same as Pfizer. I see. And so their final protocol submission is just at the end of the month. And now that they're gonna be forced vaccinating children, they'll be monitoring report submission will be on October 31st, 2020. I mean, what a great day to submit it. Interim report, sorry, submission uh, will also go 2023 and the study completion will be in 2025. Let's see how many children die or have pericarditis, myocarditis. Shit, this is terrible. This is terrible. So this is the 1021. You know which which study that is, right? Look at the dates, submission, report, report. Why are they getting so many interim reports? Look at the number. The number says it's Charlie 4591021. Let's go back up. Charlie 4591023. So it's the target, not the deferred pediatric study, but it's the study that they want to study pediatric instances in infants having myocarditis. Are you seeing this? That's why there is more on these interim reports. You know, um, they're getting more interim reports because those are infants and people are going to start bitching if their kids are dying. So... Study 4591021 sub-study to describe the natural history of myocarditis and pericarditis. Oh, I, I thought I just said that on my own. Following the administrations of Comirnaty. So now they're going to do another study. Let's check how it messes up the heart. A perspective, look at this, Charlie 4591036. We want a prospective cohort study with at least five years follow-up for potential long-term sequelae myocarditis after vaccination in collaboration with the PHN, of course, Pediatric Heart Network. So interesting. So they're going to be monitoring people for a long time. And then the initial study, which is the children, which is really weird. It's Charlie 4591007. Hold on. And if we go up and see which study that is, it would fall under Children six months and less than 12 years old, right? So, the same study where they're studying those children. There's more. <sighs> I can't. Substudy of that group, so those children, to prospectively assess the incidence of subclinical myocarditis following administration of the second dose of Comernati in a subset of participants. 5 through 15 years of age. So basically, 5 through 15 years of age, that study group has people between the ages of 6 months and 12 years old. So how are they going to get them between 5 and 15 years of age? If they're going to start that then. It's so weird, isn't it? Sub-studies, they're telling them what they want them to study. This is what you're required to do with this license. You need to do this. This is what you have to do with this license. This isn't a, it's safe. It's like, we're letting you do this, right? As long as you give us this information. Look at this. Pfizer COVID-19 BNT162B2 vaccine effectiveness study. Wait, what? Which one is that one? That's another one. Kaiser Permanente, Southern California. Hmm. And here is where you see what approval really means. It means, yeah, we'll let you do it under that name, but here's all the shit we want you to do, collect all this data and give it to us, and we'll allow you to experiment on the US population for us. You see how that goes? Is this, this is how it goes. So for all these people that are telling you, yeah, I was totally approved, now they can, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. When they approve it, let's talk about approval. Today, I wanted to talk about what awesome people are down in Arkansas. I wanted to talk about what you guys are doing and the feedback that I've been getting from commanders, from from other nations that are in other nations right now defending us. And they were like, holy crap, crying. I wanted to talk about that. But we have to talk about this because I'm looking at the chats of people like, you know, Dr. Ruby. And it's like, bitch, stop. You don't know what you're talking about. Or all these specialists that are coming out on all these fucking shows telling you how they're approved. This is it. You can read English. I know it's like legalese, right? This is medicalese and it's harder to understand it. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But I had to break down this approval letter so you understand exactly what's going on. When the FDA says they approve, they don't say, oh yeah, stamp of approval, totally safe, let's go. You see what they're telling them. Yeah, we approve that same thing that we allowed six months ago to start under this name, so that way we can collect all this information. In other words, the FDA has given them the green light as long as they're, what? Doing the experiments they want them to and getting the information that they want. Calm or Natty, it clearly says it in the literature look at it again. There is no difference. Actually, it even states that you can use Comirnaty as under the Emergency Use Authorization Act, because again, footnote, where is it? Where is it? Let me get the footnote. (laughs) Let me get the footnote. It's up here, isn't it? The licensed vaccine, so Comirnaty, has the same formulation as the EUA authorized vaccine and the products can be be used interchangeably to provide the vaccination series without preventing any safety or effectiveness concerns. The products are legally distinct with certain differences that don't impact safety or effectiveness. Now, what is the difference between the two? Well, commonality is being used for testing and for data collection. So I would assume that there would be taggers like green fluorescent proteins are taggers. You know, they glow when you look at them under a microscope. I'm just saying the min- the minute changes could be something simple like tags. I mean, when you're studying cows, you clip their ears, right? When you're studying a shark out in the wild, you tag it. So, you know, just saying. So, for the May 10th, 2021 authorization for individuals 12 through 15 years of age, uh, you know, because they gave that approval on May 10th, the FDA reviewed safety and effectiveness data from the above reference ongoing phase 1, 2, and 3 trial that has enrolled approximately uh, 46,000 participants, including 2,260 participants 12 through 15 years of age. Damn. Damn. Trial participants were randomized one-to-one to to receive the Pfizer vaccine or saline control. So some people got placebo one-to-one. So 46,000 participants, right? So that means how many of them got placebo? 23,000 of them. And out of those, 2,260 were between the ages of 12 and 15. So that means that we had... 1,130 children that got placebo and 1,130 children that got the tested vaccine. That's disgusting. This is disgusting. It is really disgusting. Here's where they analyze what they've done. So on August 12th, right, the Pfizer vaccine was reauthorized to be used in individuals 12 years or older who have undergone Solid organ transplantation. So they expanded the emergency use authorization to go and target children and adults. So if you're over 12 and maybe, you know, you got a kidney transplant, a lung transplant, a heart transplant, right? But you've had it for at least about eight years. Well, that was the average, you know? They gave you the vaccine to see if it would fuck you up. So guess what? You just got a new heart And you became a lab rat, and you might die from it because they just need the data. You see how that works? It's disgusting. And, you know, one thing I want to tell you. Do you know why your doctors are pushing this so hard? And I could not believe it. Doctors are pushing the vaccines on you because the insurance companies are paying them bonuses for vaccinating people. Did you know that your doctor can get about $40,000 as a bonus for signing up children? Did you know that your doctor can get an 80,000 bonus cash if over 60% of his clientele had the vaccine? It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And then they say, trust the doctors. Take the incentive out and let's trust the doctors. If you're giving them money to jab you, it's not solid footing. That guy wants money. And if he could get 40 grand a pop and 80 grand for the conclusion, like the cherry on top, you know he's doing it. It's kind of like cops and tickets. Then I going to sit there and write you up a ticket for running, you know, for going 3 miles over the speed limit. But if you tell the cop, guess what? You get a $500 bonus if you give 10 speeding tickets in a month. You could be half a mile over. Your ass is getting a fucking ticket cuz he needs that $500. And that's the problem that we have. This is how they coerce you. It's disgusting. And when I found out that the Nurses Association in Ohio, fucking idiots, Their unions are actually sponsored by Pfizer, right? It's disgusting. I'm actually going to mandate tomorrow in some sort of way to ask the board to wear NASCAR outfits and show me who's sponsored. I mean, I know there's one of them that has a lot of sponsors, but, you know, who sponsors them? Because this is ridiculous. These people are getting paid to jab people. It's the most horrific thing ever. I just, I, I don't know how these people sleep at night and they don't care. They are willfully not looking and not paying attention because you know what? They're going to be jumping off roofs soon. You're going to see a lot of doctors come in and a lot of suicide because they won't be able to take it when it all comes out. Don't let anyone ever tell you that there's no way out. Don't ever let anyone tell you that a problem is way too big and you have no choice. Don't ever let anyone convince you that they did something wrong because they had no choice. You always have a choice. Always have a choice. And that's really important to understand that. On that note, guys, God bless. Have a wonderful evening. I won't see you tomorrow. Because I'll be at the um,
3: school board meeting.
0: So for those of you that that I'm going to see there, I can't wait. God bless.
2: But they blew the horns, and the walls came down. They all went down, and the walls came down. They stood there laughing. They're not laughing anymore. The walls came down. sanctuary fades congregation splits
3: night in the military raids
2: the congregation splits it's a of assassins we're going the go we got terror seeking plague on fears the walls came down they'd all been one but the walls came down i don't think there are any russians there ain't no yanks just corporate criminals